I want the fairy tale. I want the Prince Charming. She... <laughs> How do I put this? Isn't a fan of my kissing style. So we were boyfriend and girlfriend for about 12 hours. He's in a trash bin. He's non-recyclable. Catch you never. I love being in love. I love love. On today's episode of Where's Your Head At, we have Matt's mum, Janine, who is going to share with us all of Matt's most embarrassing dating moments. I'll be questioning my mum on what she has thought about the girls I have dated and if she thought we're going to last as a couple or not. Stay tuned. Where's Your Head At is a podcast that talks all things relationships, breakups, reality TV, trending shows, and everything in between. This is your new go-to destination for laughs, gossip, intimate details, advice, and much more. Mother's Day, Janine. Thank you, Happy Anna. Mother's Day, Mum. Thank you, Sunshine. Welcome to Where's Your Head At. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for having me on. <laughs> no, it's all good. We thought we'd have a Mother's Day special and we'd bring my mum in and we'd ask you some questions about my dating life and how dating is different <laughs> from our era to your era. Well, we certainly didn't say where's your head at in my day. That's for sure. <laughs> that's our go-to line. Yeah, that's how you got to understand what the other person's thinking. So, Matt, it's Mother's Day and we have your lovely mum, Janine, in the studio. Tell me, have you picked out a special present for her this year? Yeah, so every year I get my mum uh, just go to the shops and get her Mother's Day mug. So... How many do you reckon you've got now, Mum? Maybe about 30. (laughs) I I beg him not to buy any more, please. Yeah, I get a mug that say like world's best mum, super mum, and I just buy like maybe three of them every year. Also take you out for lunch or for dinner. Yeah, and get something like that, yeah. So are you secretly hoping that he's going to buy you a different present or have you just like accepted the fact that you're going to have a cup full of number that, one mum mugs. Exactly, that I'm never going to need to buy a mug ever again. <laughs> yeah. Well, my idea is that when she has people around in the future, she's just going to serve them teas or coffees just in <laughs> a bunch of like world's best mum mugs. So not everyone's going to know you're the best mum. So I mean, they will when they have come around for coffee. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have a question for you because I know that you guys have a really close relationship. It's actually very beautiful to see. I have a feeling that Matt might be your favourite child. I know you have three kids. What do you think about this? Is he your favourite or is there an even playing field? I think if you speak to my two daughters, they would say Matthew is definitely my favourite. <laughs> um, I think your firstborn, there's always a special place and he's my only son. I have the two daughters and we just, we are very compatible, but mm. I love my daughters equally yeah. as much as Matthew. They just don't rely on you enough. Like I rely <laughs> on you. at all. Yeah. I rely on you as much as I do. Yeah, yeah. Matt's very reliant. He, he needs a lot of nurturing, care, love, and also lots of guidance. I do. Yes. Um, Whereas my girls don't. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't, they're independent. Yeah. Independent. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, let's talk about your relationship with Matt next. Okay, guys, we've mentioned before that you both have a beautiful relationship. You're very close. Would you say that you've always had this bond? Yeah, I would say we've always been very close. Yeah, yeah. I am. Um, like I said before, I always go to my mum for like advice and like everything like that. She's, 
I respect her opinion a lot. So, mm. I come to her with like dating advice or advice in life, everything like that. And yeah. um, He doesn't always listen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, don't, I don't always take it. And I will get very annoyed or irritable if she says something I don't want to hear because okay. I think of it as such like respect it so much that when it's something I don't want to hear or... Hits a nerve, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it hits a nerve and I get irritable. But she helps me out a lot with that sort of stuff with dating as well, yeah. Yeah. I know that you've been told a lot throughout your life that you're a bit of a mummy's boy, (laughs) which there's nothing wrong with. Like, I love a mummy's boy. I think it's like a very attractive trait. And I know a lot of women actually look for a mummy's boy because people always talk about the fact that if a guy treats his mum well, then he's going to treat you well. What do you think about that? Like, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I know Matthew has been accused of being a mummy's boy. I think I think he is in a good way. Yeah, he's a good boy. <laughs> so yeah, on that comment about how you treat your mum, that actually did get me in a bit of trouble with one of my previous exes. Really? So mum was like to her, oh, when this was back when I was a bit younger, so I was Love. a bit immature and I just didn't really like, not respect, but... A little bit of disrespect in your voice. Yeah, a little bit of disrespect in my so voice. So I turned to your girlfriend at the time and I said, how he talks to me is how I'll be talking to you in 10 years' time. <laughs> and Matthew's like, don't say that. Well, it did. Please don't say that, Mum. Well, it did get thrown in my face a bit later. That comment, Sorry. and I was just like, "Oh fuck, Mum, you thrown me I, under here." I don't think I say it anymore, do I? No, because I told you never to again. <laughs> she <laughs> like, was banned. Yeah, I was like, never. Plus, you are a lot more respectful nowadays. Yeah. That was when he was younger. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think like when we're like 16, 17, 18, we I think we all go through like I hate to admit it, but like that disrespectful time, and then we slowly grow up, and we're like, "Oh, yeah. we love our parents." You you appreciate the things you didn't see when you're in your early 20s, for example. Exactly. Yeah. We recently watched on Netflix a new movie, The Adams Project. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but it's about a guy who travels back in time and he talks to his 12-year-old self or 13-year-old self and says, like, respect your mum. You're going to beat yourself up mm. for the rest of your life about how you treat her at this age. And that, like, struck a chord as well. I realised that, yeah, probably when I was younger, I wasn't as respectful as I am now to mum, but I feel yeah. like now we've got to... Definitely good friendship. Way more good friendship, yeah. yeah. Such a close bond. Yeah. So you have two daughters and one son, Matthew. What would you say are some of the challenges in raising a son and in particular, Matt? <laughs> it's a very good question because I was very absorbed with trying to teach the girls, you know, how to protect yourself and stay safe, stay safe. And I don't know if I spent enough time with Matthew about how to, the good way to treat a woman. Yeah. And I know, you know, hardly leading by example because I've been on my own for 12 years. So probably we didn't have enough talks on those subjects, but no, he seems to be doing all right. I said, yeah, you've done really well. Oh. I don't, I treat women respectfully. Yeah, so, you yeah. do. But I think I was very absorbed with teaching the girls the right yeah. way to make sure they were treated properly. Yeah. Well, then I listened to that and learned how to treat Pro- girls properly. Probably, yeah. I reckon, I reckon that's what heaps of parents do though because like obviously – I mean, I don't want to say it, but like you feel like your daughters are more vulnerable and they need protected more. And with like guys, they're very independent and like you kind of think they'll find their way through. And I think you definitely raise them differently. Your parents would probably say there are double standards. There's double standards. You don't want there to be, but there are definitely double standards. I always say that to my mum. I'm like, if you wouldn't say this to my brother, don't say it to me. But you do as a mother, you do. Yeah. And on that is that new saying that everyone says, you don't have to teach your daughter, it's educate your son. What do they say? That yeah. new oh, saying. Yeah. 
Yeah. And yes, I, I was introduced to that expression like in recent years. It's yeah. a good one. It's a good yeah. one to teach. Yeah, yeah, you don't need to teach your daughter how to protect themselves. You need to educate your son. Yeah. On how to treat women. Emma mm. would love that statement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's your younger sister. She's a feminist. <laughs> yeah. I love Emma. Emma is like such an angel. And we have Lara in the studio as well. I'll give her a little shout out. <laughs> She's here listening in. Yeah. Okay. Questions about Matt's dating life. So was Matt allowed to date at a young age? Yes. There weren't many rules when the children were growing up. As a single mum, I was very, very lenient. Looking back now, I think he was a little bit too young to start dating. But um, I wouldn't have been able to prevent it happening, I don't think. so. Um, I was quite a, uh, not promiscuous, but I was quite a, <laughs> an outgoing curious. boy. You were very curious what was out there yeah, at, a, so, at an early age. So I don't think, yeah, you could stop me really. How old were you when you started dating, out of curiosity? How old were you when you stole the bras and things catalogue? <laughs> Secrets are all coming out today. <laughs> Core memory unlocked. Because he loved Toy Story. You know the black and white chaps? Yeah. There was a bra and pants set in the, what were they called? What do you call that cowboy outfit? Oh, and just he, a dress off, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was quite young, Mum. That's you were very going cu- very He was bad. very curious. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> <laughs> I remember getting all hot and sweaty over that brass oh, and catalogue. Again, too much information. Too, <laughs> too much information. <laughs> Speaking of great stories, what is one of your favourite Matt stories? Because I know there's a lot, but is Gosh. there one that really stands out, like his dating history or him growing up? I don't think there's a standout. He always appeared to me to be a very attentive boyfriend. Yeah. Like he would make a photograph album and put a lot of time and effort into it and give yeah. it to his girlfriend and stuff. And I always think he made an effort. Yeah. I always think, you know, he was invested in his relationships. Like I always say on here, I love a sentimental gift. You do. You do like the photographs in the frame and equally there haven't really been many disaster stories either. <laughs> That's good. His ex was interesting, but... We'll touch on that. <laughs> well, I mean, look, speaking of past relationships, let's touch on that next. Okay, Mum, so I've had a, um, an illustrious dating life. <laughs> Colourful. What would you say about it? Well, it's been interesting. <laughs> um... <laughs> it's very politically correct. Yes. You've had some lovely girlfriends, absolutely wonderful yeah. girlfriends. You talk about a single stage. I don't really remember much. Was that when you were away in Milan or? Yeah, so from probably ages 18 to 22, I was single, yeah. So would you say that Matt is more of a girlfriend guy or more of a single guy then? I think he's happiest when he's in a relationship. Okay. He loves the idea of just kicking back, watching a movie together, mm. pizza, bottle yeah. of wine, yeah. All the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of Matt's first girlfriend? She was lovely. Yeah. Very sweet girl. They broke up just before your 18th birthday. So they were very young. They were very young. Was it hard seeing your son, like, I guess, get a girlfriend, have a new woman in his life? Because obviously you guys are so close and have been throughout his whole life, I guess. Yeah. Was that challenging? I think as a mother, it's challenging when you see the breakup. Yeah. And Matthew is very emotional he feels things deeply so mm-hmm. I have been there to see some some tears yeah and that's it's really hard yeah from a mother's point of view yeah I mean yeah. one of my breakups I was um weeks if not months crying like nightly to mum yeah that was really like, hard because you can't help you can't yeah. there's nothing you can do 
Yeah, yeah, like coming up, I couldn't sleep at night and I was coming up like just crying and just asking her for like, what do I do? How do I deal with this and all that sort of stuff? And mum just gave me the advice of you'll move on, like you'll feel better. This doesn't last forever. But it's such bad advice at the time. There's plenty more fish in the sea. Like who wants to hear that when yeah. your heart's breaking? You're like, it's, I just want that. It's, not, it's, it's hard, yeah. 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 So Matt has a girlfriend, obviously, Jen. We love her. You've met Jen. What was your first impressions? Just all positive. I don't remember yeah. thinking anything negative. She's she's a lovely lady. What I did notice at the beginning of the relationship is how happy and calm Matthew sounded when he was talking to Jen on the phone. Aww. Maybe compared to previous relationship. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah, he was talking with a lot of respect and it was all very... Yeah, just calm. Yeah. I think there was quite a few arguments in the previous relationship. I would walk through the sitting room and catch the tail end of a toxic argument going on via the phone. <laughs> and you're like, oh, no, oh, not again. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare. So for you, mum, and seeing those toxic arguments, how was it being my mum and mm. someone who cares about me so much in that situation? Like, how did you deal with that? Well, it wasn't all negative. I think you learned a lot from the previous relationship and you've definitely matured. So it wasn't all a negative experience, mm. but, it, but it is sometimes very difficult hearing someone sort of really berate and belittle your son yeah. and talk down to him like that. That was hard to hear sometimes. Yeah. yeah. In those moments, did you just want to say, like, what are you doing? Why are you in this relationship? You, you do, but then you worry that they might be a little bit sort of contrarian. You might push them towards the ex or in, yeah. yeah it might backfire so I kept my opinions pretty much to myself I think Matthew knew that I didn't think it was the healthiest of relationships mm. but I wish I no ill will obviously also when I come to you with my advice and topics like in that previous relationship when I would obviously tell you stuff that was going on with us was it hard to then see me go back to her or go back or then even see her when we're at family dinners or at like events and that, knowing then, what you knew? A lot of the relationship was during lockdown. Mm. So I was actually quite okay with the fact that at least he's, you know, just with the one person, he's abiding by the rules. He's yeah. not, do not doing the wrong thing. I think I might have had more of an opinion if it wasn't during lockdown. Well, speaking of lockdown relationships, just after lockdown, you actually found out that you were in Fertile Matt. Yep. How was that on you, Janine? Oh, Obviously devastating, mm. but as his mother, you have to be sort of strong and not over-emotional. And I suppose nothing's 100%. Yeah. The advice you've been given is he'll never conceive naturally, mm. and that's pretty definite. But to me, there's always a little bit of hope. Of, you know, science is progressing very quickly. Sitting here now, I can't imagine that Matthew will never be a father. Mm. I feel, I know that... Yeah one shape or form, whether it's adoption or surrogacy or whatever it is, he will be a father. Mm. But I wouldn't want him to be a young dad. His father was far too young and uh, we had chatted in the car coming here. I would like to see him 35, 36, 37. It's never too late for a father to become a father. Mm. And I would like to see Matthew be an older dad. Yeah. But it was difficult, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I hope I was supportive. I just... You were. You were very supportive. One of the hardest moments was telling you the news that I'd been told. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that it was, was pretty brutal. But you were very brave. I still think you're very brave now. Oh, thanks. I mean, it probably hasn't completely sunk completely, in. Completely, yeah, completely sunk in. Like I said, I'm, yeah, hurt more for me in a couple of years than me now because obviously I'm not ready to conceive or ready to have a baby. So 
Yeah. And as a mother, there's always a part that says, did I do anything wrong? Yeah. Yeah. And I sort of, I look back now and during the pregnancy, I wouldn't even take Panadol. I was like one of the strictest. So, you know, you sort of think, well, we didn't do anything wrong, but yeah. um, he can't be perfect. Look at him. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's pretty nearly, close. He's nearly there. <laughs> yeah, nearly there. <laughs> yeah, like uh, someone messaged me when we, when we released that episode and they're like, it's going to be a waste to not pass on those genetics. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> did they message you? Yeah, I did. No, no, I just thought of that in my head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, Matt, we've talked a lot about your dating life. Let's talk about your mum's dating life next. Oh, no. All right, mother. So, (laughs) whenever she calls me, I answer the phone and I'm like, yes, mother. You know, know, like Seymour from uh, The Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah, So, tell us about your relationships growing up at my age. Tell us about it. Well, well not I in actually, too much detail. No, I don't. <laughs> you don't hear that. <laughs> yeah, no. I actually dated quite young too. My childhood sweetheart, literally a three-year relationship, which was very intense. It was a full-on relationship for such a young age. Yeah. But I've been very lucky with boyfriends. Very, very lucky. It was Anthony, the childhood sweetheart, then my 18th, and I met Ian, the Irish guy. And, <laughs> and then I love I, these names. Yeah, then I, gorgeous people. Then I went out to Bahrain and I had a long-term relationship for six years out in Bahrain. So I've been really, really lucky with my previous boyfriends until I got married. <laughs> and what, what happened there? Uh, obviously not a keeper. Okay. So you're obviously been divorced from my old man dad for how long now 12 years wow 12 years I've been on my own yeah and would you say that you're open to dating again that's a good question um (laughs) I would say I'll be open-minded but probably not I do enjoy being on my own clearly if I've done it for the last 12 years so it it is a choice yeah not to be out there dating I think like I said I dated a lot before I got married and I didn't get married till I was 30 so it's not like I don't know what's out there. I know no. what's out there and I'm not interested. <laughs> Fair enough. She's um, seen, she hears all the horror stories as well. From I our- do, from other single, you know, friends. Yeah. And they might be in a great relationship and, you know, you're happy for them for a couple of years and then it all goes rapidly south and you think, oh, thank goodness that wasn't me. Yeah. Yes. No. So would you say from seeing how... Your children, Emma now, who's getting into dating, she's 18, how I dated. How would you say it's changed from when you had? Oh, massively. It seemed so uncomplicated when I was Emma's age. You met somebody at a local disco or something and, you know, (laughs) hooked up and then your boyfriend and girlfriend. There was no gap in between. Nowadays, it all seems very complicated. It's not black and white. It's... uh, are you a couple? Are you dating? Are you boyfriend or girlfriend? There's labels all the way through. Relationship, <laughs> exactly. Like Friends we didn't, with benefits. We didn't know. Just, we yeah. didn't know it, any of that. Yeah. It was more simple, I think. But what happens if you hook up with someone and then you're not a hundred percent sure? What happens then? Are you supposed to just still be together? My hairdresser Donna recently pointed out to me. Shout out to Donna. Um, <laughs> she said, "She said, do you remember how funny it was at school? You're like one minute you're going out with each other and then you dump them or you break up with them." It was 
was like on off, on off, on off. Right. So I think there was a lot of boyfriends and girlfriends and a lot of breakups back in the day, okay. I think. So it was all or nothing, basically. I think so, yeah. So you wouldn't just ghost him then? No, we didn't know what that meant, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel just like... Just leave the phone off the hook so they get <laughs> yeah, they can't get through. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's what ghosting is back in the day. Yeah, now she's blocking him or just leaving him unseen. Do you think it's easier now to meet someone or harder? I think it's very accessible today with all the dating apps yeah. and is it Tinder or whatever? Yeah. We had none of that. No Absolutely none of paid. no names. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all, the, all the dating apps. Um, so I think it's easier in that respect. But um, it was pretty easy back in the day, just mm. either yeah through work or pub or a nightclub. I, well, now, yeah, we have like social media as well, like dating apps. So, it's really easy just to jump onto your phone, slide into someone's DMs that you like the look of or something like I th- that. I think one of the benefits we had is it was all face-to-face. Mm. So, if they're lying to you, you can sort of tell. <laughs> Nowadays, a lot of the relationships start off with a lot of texting and you, you can't really read the person through a text message. Well, I mean, in like dating nowadays, if someone's messaging you, they're probably messaging four or five other people. So it's Mm -hmm. not as simple as like a one person to one person. There's like multiple different people in the mix and you have to try and sieve through everyone and hope that the person you choose chooses you. (laughs) And that could have been the same in my day. They might have been calling other girls. But looking back, (laughs) I wasn't aware of it. I was, I was, either very lucky or just didn't catch them out. Well, speaking of dating apps, I know Matt and I have used dating apps a lot. Would you ever be open to kind of taking some advice, I guess, from our generation and maybe being more open-minded to that? I I could. (laughs) I could. I think now that Emma is 18, I'm closer to getting back out there, so to speak, than I've been for the last 12 years. Okay. She's more independent now. She doesn't need me. Yeah, I'm open-minded. Yeah. Maybe we can get your mum on one of the dating apps and we can help her find a match and go on a date. Start swiping left or right for her. Get her, get her back on here and get all the info and all the awful. <laughs> Sounds terrifying. Could, would you be like, would you be open to a first date again? Like I know oh. even me now, like a first date seems so just... I would be like terrified. Daunting. Yes. How daunting does it sound? I would be terrified. Quite a few years ago, I went on a date in England, but I'd known the chappie from high school. Right. So it wasn't like meeting somebody for the first time. So that was a lot easier. But obviously, not up for a long distance relationship, either of us. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's all very, very scary. What would be your perfect first date now, Mum? Well, Either a nice restaurant, beautiful meal, a good movie, or even just a pizza and glass of wine in the sand dunes or oh, I'd be open-minded yeah I'd be <laughs> yeah. open-minded yeah yeah all right so now these days it's very accessible with us to have our mobile phone I mean we can just literally go on there text our partner text our who we're trying to tune for say <laughs> um like that's my way easy for us how would you go about this back in your day mum because uh, obviously there was no phones no was, email it was difficult there was no mm. privacy there was one landline i remember not even having an extension cord so you couldn't <laughs> sort of like unplug it and plug it into a private space where you could have a secret phone call so there was just the one family landline and i remember chatting once to my childhood sweetheart anthony and i, I think we'd been on the phone for about an hour and a half and 
my father, who had a foul temper, was trying to <laughs> trying to contact my mother to say, you know, what time's dinner or something equally important. And he burst in the front door and ripped the whole phone out the wall. He was so angry because oh, no. we didn't even have call waiting. Like I, those days, I couldn't even hear the beep beep. Somebody was trying to get through. Right. So um, yeah, it was tricky. Yeah. You know? And I had three siblings, so. We've lots of fights over who's on the landline, who's on the phone that day, I Did think. Did you cross over with a landline? Yeah, I think that I used to have landlines like back in the day, but yeah. I was very young and I wasn't allowed to date then. So I never had boys calling the house, but I remember like, you know, if I wanted to call someone, I'd be like... I don't know if you remember this, mum, but we bought a new landline set and it came with like two or three other landlines that you could put in other spots. Yeah. So I had one in my bedroom. So in like year seven, year eight, I would Squint. call. Yeah, I would call who I was talking, what girl I was talking to at the time on that landline, and I'd have it in my bedroom. Could we listen on an extension? Yeah, you probably could. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realise that. You probably. Could. I was probably busy with the younger sisters. But yeah, that could have been interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right, mum. So you had a couple of long-term relationships, and then obviously you ended up with dad. Tell us a bit about how that came about. Well, it was quite interesting because I was actually on a stopover in Melbourne because I used to fly and the crew nagged me to go out to Bobby McGee's. I didn't. I wanted to stay in, have a quiet night and watch some decent Aussie TV. <laughs> I said, oh, no, you've got to come to this brilliant nightclub called Bobby McGee's. So I went and I met your dad and it was actually really, really romantic. Uh, we obviously hit it off. He loves airplanes. And I went back to Bahrain and he spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars because in those days you had the sort of the big brick phone with the aerial and he would just be nagging me all the time, come back to Melbourne, request Aww. another Melbourne stopover. So it was absolutely beautiful back in the day. It was romantic. And so I did. I resigned from Gulf Air and um, came over here. Would you say it was love at first sight? Yes, it was very, very romantic. Aww. It was... Um, I think I was ready to leave flying. I'd, mm. been, I'd been flying for seven years and I was 29. So I sort of think, looking back now, I think I, I didn't want to be an old mum. So right. I heard the tick, tick, tick. And um, you'll do. No, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. He was, a, I'm there. He, he was a very handsome man. Yeah. Um, so I'm very lucky. I've got beautiful children. The genetics are good. Um, <laughs> but he was too young. He was far too young. Yeah. How yeah. old was he? 24? Yeah. I, th I think he was actually only 24 when we got married. I was six years older. Okay, right. So going back to that mindset through the generations, I think it dilutes. Mm. My mother was raised by somebody who was born in 1901. There was no other expectations than my mother would get married at 18 and produce children. Yeah. But hopefully, because it's diluted, my beautiful daughters, and I know they are like this, are very career-minded. And even though there might be a biological thing happening, they don't have to listen to that yeah. so much nowadays. They can yeah. go out and forge careers and stuff, which is wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. And you know what? There's so many women out there getting their eggs frozen. They're making more time. Like things have evolved and changed and it's really exciting to live in this generation because women can really focus choices. on our careers and have choices. Mm, yeah, excellent. exactly. Yeah. Did he do any cute gestures? Didn't he fly over and surprise you? Or? He actually flew over. Yeah, when I was taking too long to come back, he actually flew over. Aww. And back in the day, the flights were very expensive. He was very passionate. He was a hard worker and... Yeah, so swept me off my feet. Yeah. But I think we grew up in a generation 
where we still expected our knight in shining armor to sweep us off our feet. I think, mm. luckily, you ladies nowadays, you're far more independent and yeah. stuff. Um, so, yeah, we did have that expectation of a man sweeping us off our feet. Now they and- realize that there's some toads they've got to kiss before <laughs> yes. the prince comes. That's one of my expressions about not, not going back out there and dating. I said, I look, I, I just I don't want to kiss any more toads. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. What age do you think is the perfect time? for a guy to settle down then if you think that he was too young I think he would actually admit he was far too young Mm. and then to have children although he wanted it desperately at that age but I think if you asked him now he he would probably say he was too young but I think obviously men are all different Mm. I see Matthew as not getting married too young Mm. I think you know I and even my brother took a long time to mature so it depends on the fella. Maturing. He's still maturing. He's, <laughs> he's in his 50s, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think it's any... You shouldn't rush into it. No. Men have got all the time in the world, unfortunately. So it's a bit unbalanced. Women are not that lucky. But, um, yeah, definitely men should be mature. Yeah. Before they settle down, I think. Yeah. Again, Mum, happy Mother's Day. Thank, Thank you for you. coming on the podcast. It's been an honour to have you on here. Thank you. You've done so well. Proud of you. Love you to bits. Oh, I'm proud of you too, Sunshine. I Thanks love you. Aww, happy Mother's Day. Thank you, Anna Sweet. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.